Welcome to HPA High Performance Agents. My name is Taj Howell, and for the last eight years, I've changed countless amazing, amazing mindsets, countless amazing lives, and I've built better leaders in business overall. And I'm here today again with Mr. Paul Ritsuna from Keeler Family Realtors out in, remind me? Uh, it's New Hampshire. New Hampshire, right? Right. Yes, New, ha New Hampshire. Uh, and we're here today with Mr. David Loveline Jr., right? Hello. How are we doing today? No, you said it great. Thank you for having Perfect. me. Perfect. Yes. Awesome, man. We're super stoked to have you. Um, David and Paul, I, I think uh, you guys can maybe take this one away. Start, start by um, introducing yourselves, uh, how you guys know each other, first of all, first and foremost. Uh, and then David, just kind of a little uh, background information on you. And then we'll jump right into real estate marketing, which is our topic for today's podcast. So super stoked. So, so again, I'm, I'm Paul Ritsuna, uh, broker owner of Keeler Family Realtors. And so David is actually one of my agents and uh, I'll let him kind of, you know, explain his background and, uh, you know, and I'll let him start. Uh, so go ahead, David. Sweet. Yeah. So I'm, uh, my, my real name's David Loveland Jr., but most people in the Granite State know me as Mr. 603 or the 603 Realtor. That's uh, kind of my online brand, if you will, that I've built. But when I first started, you know, I didn't, I didn't have any of that. I was kind of a poor college kid, if you will. Make a very long story short, I, I, I knew I needed to do something with my life. I got my license, started hustling, started grinding. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was at a couple different companies at the beginning, which were all good in their own respect. But it got to a point where I was just like going, going, going. And um, to put it simply, it's kind of like a bee in a jar. Um, so that's when I met Paul and we had discussions that almost lasted a year. Uh, but I saw the writing on the wall. Um, I made the big move to Keeler Family Realtors, still fostered tons of wonderful relationships at the previous company I was at. But ever since that move, I took off the brand. The 603 Realtor was really able to expand. And, you know, it, it was like the butterfly effect just out of nowhere in a couple of years time. Not not even. It's like every few months, something bigger and better happens. Awesome. And now I'm here doing commercial real estate, residential and a whole host of other other things. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Okay, cool. Well, I'm excited to hear your guys' input on this. Um, I've heard I've heard of real uh, real estate professionals doing all kinds of marketing, you know, over the years, uh, whether it's social media or whether it's uh, word of mouth or whether it's uh, just mail, <laughs> right? mail marketing, like old school stuff, right? Cold calls. Um, th there's a lot of marketing that I've heard and seen people doing in real estate, and so I'm interested to hear your guys' take so, on. Um, you know, on, yeah. on, on the marketing side of things. Number one, I, you know, I think everything that, that has, anything has to do with relationship building. Yeah. You know, uh, David knows this one, the, the Keelers, the original, you know, founders of this company, you know, when you ask them, you know, well, how do you get more business? They literally say, meet the people, meet the people, meet the people. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, uh, it's very important to be a part of your community and, I'm going to kind of step back for a few moments and let David kind of go into his thing and, and kind of give an explanation of what he's been doing, what he uh, what he's having, you know, uh, a, a lot of success with and and what he's trying to continue to do as well. Go ahead, David. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many places we could like dive off into here. But I think the most important thing to remember for for any professional, whether real estate or some other industry is to meet the people, meet the people, meet the people. That's what the patriarch Dwayne Keeler said back in the day. Um, I remember coming here almost like looking for a silver bullet, like what's going to launch my business? What's going to yeah. make me hit the wave so I can get some money here? 
And I realized that nothing works, right? Nothing works at all. Um, it all works in conjunction with itself, though. Everything dovetails its, itself. It's like business, marketing. It's a puzzle piece. You need to have touches everywhere. You need to have pieces right. everywhere to create that full picture. So what I realized is the only way to do that is I have to expand my database. I have to expand my network. I have to get out there. So what I focused on is my niche, which is serving the Granite State and the people in it to the, the, the highest level. And in that, I've joined, you know, um, groups that revolve around the state of New Hampshire, um, you know, going to different trade shows, trade organizations, meeting locals, meeting farmers, um, okay. going to things like BNI, the chamber, showing face everywhere in the niches that, you know, I'm working in. And in conjunction, everyone eventually recognized my face and who I was. On top of that, organic social media um, marketing, if you will. And, and we can call it marketing, um, but let's call it influencer marketing because I'm not usually going out saying this is what I have to buy or sell. I'm usually showing myself in my profession in the community whether it's, you know, helping out a local project or the, the, the park and what I'm doing there. That way, people in my niche see that I'm very, very involved within that community, within that tribe. And right. I believe in a statement by Tom Ferry quite a bit, you know, your, your, your vibe attracts your tribe. So I mm -hmm. believe I'm not going to get everyone, nor do I want everyone. I want people that I'm on the same wavelength with. Yeah. And that's how I've done it. Love it, man. Love it. So, so um, what do you think is the most important um, starting point. Let's say there's a, a new agent that's trying to get his name out there or her, her name out there, uh, meet more people, you know, expand their horizons, right? Like I've got, a, I have so many new real estate professionals that work with me on my team uh, and obscurity is the biggest thing that they're facing, right? So what do you think are the first couple of steps that a person needs to take to battle that obscurity? I, I would do one step. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say there's, it depends on what area you're talking about. N number one, David said, you know, when, when he first got into this, you know, he was, he was David, right? Now yeah. he's the 603 realtor. He mm -hmm. built a brand and he's been right. consistent. Build a brand. So, so you got to really decide, you know, how are you going to build your brand? It's going to start out kind of rocky. You're going to test things out. I mean, if you look back at the beginning of my real estate career, you know, like I was testing out all different types of things, trying to make things look good. And, and, and eventually, you know, I became the broker of uh, the Keeler family and, and mm -hmm. hired a director of marketing to help keep the brand on pace and consistent. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as far as social media goes, you definitely want to have a Facebook, you know, uh, an Instagram and things like that that are going to have consistent marketing. You mm -hmm. want your brand consistent. You don't want to post something yellow today and, and post yellow stuff and then change it to green suddenly, unless I, I mean, unless your colors are yellow and green, right? I mean, if you're green, <laughs> yeah. you know, Packers, it's just, you want to be consistent. You don't want to be all over the place because yeah. you're, you're, you're cognitively, I don't want to say programming, but essentially you're cognitively developing people's mind. So whenever they see this color or this sound or whatever it is, they're going to think of you, right. you know, David's created a, a, the 603 realtor, it's a New Hampshire brand. So when they, anybody who thinks of real estate should really should think of David, right. Or should right. think of the 603 realtor or, mm -hmm. you know, and that's going to only expand and expand and expand. But, you know, as far as online presence, you want to have a brand that's consistent. Yeah. That's one thing I would say. And then I'll let David kind of build upon it. The second thing is, is 
again, you just got to go out and meet people. You have to have business cards. You have to hand them out. You got to dress well. And you have you can't be afraid to go out and talk to people mm-hmm. you know, as far as going out. But go ahead, David. I, I think there's only one step here. And there's a lot of things people need to do. But the first step is to just go out and do it. There's so many people that want a case study, that want to research everything, mm-hmm. that, that want everyone to give them the answer. And it's like you're going to fail so many times before you get to where you want to be. And you're going to have to keep yeah. failing, keep growing, right? And so yeah. many people are like, well, what if I go door knocking and I make a fool of myself? I don't know what to say. It's like, well, that's how you learn. You're going to go out. You're going to make mistakes if someone you know, slams the door and says something not nice. All you have to say is one thing. Next, next house, next house, next house. Or if that's a social media post, all my friends hated my posts, you know, in the beginning because uh, I was they knew me personally, not as yeah. someone who was, you know, um, yeah. you know growing a and I and I told one of them once I said, are you going to pay my bills? And this was in the beginning. And they looked at me with like two heads <laughs> and I said, yeah. if you're not going to pay my bills, then let me post. And if you don't like them that much, then unfollow me. Yeah. And obviously, you know, over time, my content got a lot better. And my friends now all, you know, support, share, like, like all that stuff. Yeah. But to succeed, you have to jump out over the edge and it's going to get uncomfortable, but you have mm-hmm. to do it. And right. doing it in repetition, it's going to get easier. And then it's just going to be like second nature. And everyone's going to be like, whoa, that person's so confident. They can, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's just a trait. And, cool. and I mean, David, absolutely. You have to start somewhere. That's the, you're absolutely correct. You have to start, you know, you can't be so shy to, you know, to, to get into the pool, right? Like you, you yeah. have to just get in and figure it out. Everybody's going to develop at their own pace, at their own rate. You know, things are going to be slow at certain times. You know, David and I have had plenty of discussions, you know, uh, at different times where, you know, I thought Dave was doing the right thing, perfect thing. And, and, and he, he thought, okay, this isn't happening quick enough for say, and I just mm-hmm. said, just keep doing it. What you're doing is amazing. Keep mm-hmm. going. And I mean, he's, he's blowing up. He's doing a fantastic job and, yeah. and to be at the, the, the level of his career, um, in my opinion, to be where he's at now so quickly in his career is, is phenomenal. And it's only going to continue to skyrocket up, you know? Yeah. So uh, that leads me to your story, buddy, because I want to hear more about you. And I'm, I'm sure that, you know, some of the viewers right now, they're thinking, okay, like, you know, get out there, market myself, you know, face obscurity. But like, what, who's this David guy, man? Like, what, what <laughs> you know, like, what, why should we listen to this guy? So what I want to do is I want to, I want to dive into your story a little bit. Um, where you kind of came from, what got you into real estate when you, like when you first started uh, and how you've actually been able to grow so quickly. Also give us some, maybe some time frames, some numbers as well on stuff that you're proud of and stuff that you've done, because it'd be really nice to put a little bit of, you know, oomph behind these, uh, behind these claims, right? Of course. So um, wh- one big thing to the viewers, especially younger viewers out there, like I, I'm, I'm not even 24 years old yet. I got my license when I was 18, 19 years old. So I've been in this for wow. a very short time. The average age, or I should say two thirds of realtors in New Hampshire as of last year are 55 plus. So right. I was definitely the new kid on the block, quite, mm-hmm. quite, quite literally. Um, growing up, there were lots of ups and downs in the family. You know, family tried its best, family stayed together, but you know, it was uh, blue collar. I remember being a younger kid, you know, my dad built some houses, did plumbing, but no wait, when that market crashed, I felt that. So I understand what it likes in a sense to do the, the, the hardship. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I knew I wanted a better life for myself. So I always wanted to grow up to be a litigation attorney. Um, I wanted wow. to do criminal law. 
um, and okay. do that kind of stuff in court. And I got the A's, the B's, graduated one of the best schools in my state with high honors, did the community college, did everything right that society told me to do. But when I found out, even after getting some scholarships, saving some money, that none of it matters, it only comes down to, uh, you know, being able to, to pay the college tuition, I realized that my dreams of being an attorney were, were, were kind of cut short, if you will. Right. So I, I was in a really dark period of my time. I don't like using the D word, but in this case, I'll use it depressed, right? Mm -hmm. I think it was a very real instance of that. Working out of place, I didn't really like in a not good area of town in a city I was in selling not good stuff. I mean, it was legal, but it was a smoke shop in a not good area. I was just like, this, this isn't me. Like I have my real estate license. I need to do something. So that's yeah. when I enrolled in college, you know, online to kind of focus on that part-time, but really started grinding in real estate. And it was tough, you know, when I had to drop out of school because I couldn't afford it. Like I was living out of my car for a couple of weeks. So anyone that like has wow. excuses, like I am the last one you want to, you know, use excuses with because right. until you're sleeping out of the back of your car, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, that, that that's pretty tough. And mind yeah. you, there's people that have it a lot worse. So it's another reason why people need to quit it with the, with the excuses. So course, long story short. The first couple of years, it was hard. You know, I thought immediately I was going to be able to, you know, make all this money. Life would be good. And then I realized that things don't just happen overnight. They take time. And there were lots of thoughts of, hey, I should quit. I should get out. I should, you know. And that was a mental battle for the first couple of years, even when I was doing well, right? Mm -hmm. Towards the end of my second year, especially. But I realized it always grows. And then I noticed it started growing faster and faster. And, you know, I would keep doubling year over year, like what I did. Mm -hmm. So I've been like three years into it, three and a half years into it now. And this past year, I think I did like 18 or 19 transactions, which I, I thought was awesome, especially as a kid that couldn't even afford, you know, gas to get down to the first, you know, job interview for, for right. to become a realtor. I had to scrape together like $3 and some change. Then I remember getting at the office. I was like, this is great, but had no files on my desk. And I was pointing at my broker at the time. I'm like, I, I saw her big stack. I'm like, I want all that. And she's yeah. like, grass isn't always greener on the other side. But I realized I had to get business. It's not just yeah. going to come, right? Yeah. Sometimes it did walk through the door. That's what being at the office, you know, all day, every day, seven days a week leads to. But I, I needed to get other stuff. They were like, you know, send mail or send postcards, advertise. This is that yeah. and that. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm 19 years old. I have no money. I can't even afford gas. So I, I had to get resourceful when I had no resources. And that's when I found out my phone and I really thought about it. I can connect with any human being in the world with this. I mean, there's people in third world countries that have cell phones. I mean, and I'm using that as an extreme example because everyone has a phone. I started blasting that stuff out, blasting that stuff out. And then it took probably a good two years before everyone that knew my name knew I was in real estate. But then slowly but surely, I started getting those DMs, you know, right. and I started helping people I knew. And then what was really cool is when followers that I didn't know, I started helping them, right? right. And then yeah. my first, one of my first real listings was from a hashtag, which was completely for free. That's when I realized social media technology was the way to go, got on that train. And I mean, there's a million other things I could talk about but it essentially just launched me like hyper launched, you know, this yeah. technology into where I'm at now. Awesome. And, I and, I, and, and I can tell you, so 
I met David before he had his first deal done. He, he actually did a deal with um, the old managing broker here at the office. And after I talked with David, I looked him up on social media so I could actually see what he was doing. Then I started following what he was doing. And I liked what I saw. I saw a lot of potential. And, and yeah. it's, you know, he's a young man who works extremely hard. And there's not a lot of people out there that will put in that level of effort to go after what their goals and dreams are. Right. And, and David has the potential to, to accomplish whatever he puts his mind to. Um, so, you know, what I saw when I was trying to, when I was trying to first speak with David and when, what I think people really need to understand is when I first met David, I was still only the first year into rebranding and completely rebuilding this company. So I didn't even have the stuff that we have now, the resources and tools. I had to pitch basically my dream of what I was trying to attempt to, to do with, with this company right. and what is coming to fruition and is only getting better at this point. Um, you know, at the same time to reel him in, to explain to him, like, we can help you achieve what you're trying to achieve. And right. it's not about doing it for you. It's, it's, I think in this environment, anybody, anybody who has, who, who's willing to put the work in, if you're around like-minded people, like us and David's not the only one here like that. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's just different. It's not even, I mean, yes, I try to provide as much opportunity and ability and tools and resources, but the bottom line is, is the people you're around, the different knowledge, the different skill levels and the, uh, the ability to, to handle tough conversations, mm -hmm. stop and reflect about it and then come back right. stronger and grow from it. Like yeah. you know, it, it's amazing. So it's, uh, you know, it's where are you, I mean, you just got to do it back to what mm -hmm. David said. There is, you're right. There is one step and it's just go do it. Yeah. You know? Just go do it. And imperfect action is the most important thing too, right? Don't be a perfectionist with it. Get out there, get your name out there, start making videos. I've got, I've got guys on my team that are looking to like build, launch their businesses from scratch basically, right? Real estate. And the first thing I tell them, man, I'm like, yo, you got to get on social media. You got to start posting. You got to start doing live videos. You got to start showing people what you're doing. You got to start documenting your journey because if you don't, if you aren't on social media and you're not present, technically you don't exactly. exist in the, on, in, the on in the online landscape. You don't exist. Right. So it's, you know, it's, it's time I think for people to really understand that like this isn't going away. This isn't a fad. It's not a bubble. No. <laughs> this is something that uh, if you don't want to get left behind, you got to get on it. Right. And so I want to I want to talk a little bit about this the hyper local marketing too because this 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 intrigued me when you guys brought this up, um, but uh, I think Paul mentioned something about advertising on social media, but then going out and meeting pe those same people and hand in hand. Like, how does your hyper strategy work so for David, social media? Yeah, David, do you want to talk about how, what you're getting into as far as your branding and co-branding with other businesses? Yeah, so. Part of my whole business is built off of influencer strategy. I've realized I'm not even the 603 realtor. That's the brand. That's the idea. Like that's the vision. It keeps, it keeps growing. But right. to get that, I really had to get a lot of support from business owners and members of my own community to be held in that regard. It didn't right. just, I didn't just start calling myself that. And that's what everyone said. It gets, it takes respect and time and trust to be earned to get to that level. Mm -hmm. But how I did it was in my little downtown of Concord, New Hampshire, I would go out with my photographer. We would literally walk into businesses, 
and I would say, hey, I'm a local Instagram influencer. My name's Mr. 603. We're supporting downtown businesses uh, with, you know, some content. Would, would you care if we did a photo shoot right now? And every single business was like, oh, my God, that's wonderful. Like, you know, God sent an angel. Wow, down creative. Yeah. Because people want creative. to collab. People want yeah. to support other people that are local or in the same niche. Right. And it's awkward. That initial like, hey, you know, I'm an Instagrammer and they're kind of like, OK, that's awkward yeah. for both people. But I understand people and everyone, no matter how introverted or expert extrovert you are we are built as social creatures and and when a business owner someone who like the ice cream shop i went to or birkenstock shoes or castro cigars or you know the new cafe there's like so many right and i support them they're sharing my stuff all over right with me and them in the photos i'm doing the same and then i get other followers that say hey i've seen that 603 realtor a few times but oh he goes to my favorite ice cream shop too that's so sick no way yeah, oh yeah. he wears birkenstock too no way oh yeah. he goes to the same cigar lounge i do no way and then they realize wait this guy is not just in it for the the bigger house the the, the right. better car all those those things are coming and, and to some degree have came right it's about the community and when people yeah. know that they're using a professional that's giving back that's supporting mm -hmm. others in a genuine way with deep relationships, they, 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 it's like magnets. If you radiate that good energy and show love and show support to your people, they will return it. It might not always be yeah. with a, a client, but it could be another opportunity. And for me, it's worked, uh, worked miracles, but quite awesome. literally just mm -hmm. walking into places quite literally, there's other things too, but I, I want to be yeah. very specific on that. There's not this mastermind plan. Yeah. I wish that's, was. Well, I think, you know what I think it really comes down to is that you genuinely care, you know, and like you can see, I can sense it in people a mile away when a person doesn't care, you know, when they slide in your DMS and they're sleazy and they're, you know what I mean? They're, they just want something from you. Right. Like, I don't know if you knew this, but that like the, re the reason me and Paul are even doing this is because I slid into his DMS and he was very apprehensive at first. He was like, what Oh yeah. What is this guy doing right now? But are I genuinely cared. But, but you also weren't sleazy. You're like, hey, how's it going? How's your fitness yeah. stuff? And I was like, yeah. I don't want to work out more. I don't want to do that. <laughs> and then, yeah. like, over after yeah. three weeks of just subtly back and forth, we got on a phone call, and then it, yeah. it, was, it was pretty clear. And, yeah. you, know, you know, what David's talking about, I mean, David's providing wonderful value. I mean, he's yeah. absolutely correct. What business owner doesn't want somebody coming in in saying, like, I love this place. Do you mind if, if we do something together and show it off? It's free marketing. It's, it's not Give just away free marketing. marketing, but it feels good. I'm a business yeah. owner. You know how great yeah. it feels when people say, hey, I really like what you're doing. I don't think about, I don't, day in and day out as a business owner, I'm not, like, I think about my clients and my agents and things like mm -hmm. this. But as a general perspective, I'm trying to do so much all at once. Right. It's such a different feeling when somewhere out of the blue somebody says hey i see your guys signs everywhere that's awesome i love what you're doing with the company mm -hmm. and i and it's not just me but the point is is like as a business owner you it, it's a feeling people remember feelings in in in, in you that in becomes ingrained in you and it's right. you know i say this all the time one hand washes the other if you're going into places and, and taking care of people they're gonna take care of you in return I mean, it's just, uh, you provide value. It's going to come back, you know, hundred percent, hundred percent. I love it. Um, 
So, dude, I, you know what? I, what I'd like to do now is kind of wrap it up and, and, and get your guys' honest thoughts about how – I like to do this sometimes, and Paul knows this, but I like to break down because there's, there's a few different areas – or not areas, levels that a real estate professional, real estate agent can be at. Brand new, getting their business off the ground, middle of the pack, making some good money, uh, you know, selling – however many transactions that's like middle ground. Right. And then there's the guys, the big fish, right. That are making tons, tons and closing tons of deals. What I'd like you to do right now is from your experience, David, is I want you to um, give us a couple of like simple steps for each of those agents in those specific levels to go about using like actual, actual usable strategy, one or two steps for each level. Right. So the first, the first stuff that you mentioned is I think great for the beginner guys and the intermediate guys. Correct. Is correct. right. Like, is that what you would say? Like, obviously there's still, um, uh, networking and meeting people and going to businesses and stuff like that is still going to benefit the bigger fish in the, in the, in the pond. But I'd like to hear if there's any kind of specifics for each level. Cause you've now you've moved up the ranks now you've, you've been that new guy now, I don't know exactly where you're at, but it seems like you're more around the middle range to bigger fish kind of guy in your area, which is really, really cool. So what kind of steps can those three levels of agents take? One or two steps in your opinion. You want to go ahead, David? Or I'll, I'll let you go first, Paul, because my first rodeo with it. I'll, I'll get the So the bottom line is this, whether you're at any, the number one thing is in the beginning or in the end, you ready? People need to know that you sell real estate. Yep. Bottom line. <laughs> yes. Bottom line. Perfect. In the beginning, nobody knows you sell real estate. Yeah. In yeah. the upper levels, people already know you sell real estate. They do. So, yep. so it changes what you need to do. In the very beginning, you have to find ways to make sure that, you, number one, your fam- your closest, your, 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 what do you call it, your hot touches or whatever. Um, mm your hot leads or whatever, people that know you personally need to know that you sell real estate. Right. However you want to do it. When I first got in, I sent letters to all these people, mailed letters to them. And I made sure I made created a Facebook page and I posted it on Facebook. And to be honest with you, at the very beginning, that was very uncomfortable because it's, you know, I maybe it was some imposter syndrome. I'm a very mm-hmm. outgoing, very social person, but I've never really asked for things for a return. You know, I was always very independent, Right. Couldn't rely on people growing up. So like, so it was uncomfortable doing that, mm-hmm. but I did it because this is how I'm going to survive. Right. Right. So right. in the beginning you need to know ready. You're worth as much as, uh, as much as the people that know you sell real estate. So in the beginning, mm-hmm. your time is not worth very much. So you have no. to spend time finding ways to get, make sure people know you sell real estate. Number one. Yeah. So each step is going to be different. I would say the middle step is to continue doing what you're doing to make sure you're expanding your name. But at that point in time, you should now, and in the beginning, another the second step in the beginning is ask a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. None of us know everything. Across the board, I would say all three phases or whatever memory, number of phases you want to say, you yep. need to ask questions. You need to right. learn. You need to keep adjusting and expanding your knowledge. I don't care what phase you're in. Right. The, most, the biggest thing that I would say is in phase one and phase two, there's a lot more learning. And in phase two, you're developing more systems. Phase three, you're, you are utilizing these systems and making them more and more efficient to make them work better for you. So, right. you know, I mean, these agents that are closing 
60, 70 plus deals a year, they have a system in people that are doing parts of their system. Yeah, no team, one individual team. is doing all of that, yeah. whether you want to call it a team or not. But it gets to a point where your time becomes so valuable. In the beginning, your time's not valuable. Mm-hmm. In the end, your time is so valuable, you need to find ways to, to um, delegate your time out so you have time. Right. I mean, I mean, I was, I mean, the beginning of this pro, the program with Utah, I was working every day until pretty much 10 o'clock night. I you remember. know, sometimes <laughs> David yeah. at times will be working, you know, so I've seen him post, you know, make videos at 1 a.m. before when I wake up, you know. So it's, we all do certain things, but what I would say is as you become more and more seasoned, you start to respect your own time better and you yeah. start to create better expectations between you and your clients. Right. And uh, because it's not realistic to be available 24 seven for everybody, even yeah. though that's what you want to provide. You know? Right. So. Right. Awesome. And, and before you, before you, uh, you jump in, David, I want to just say the branding piece that you found David for like the 603 realtor, like what level does that fit in? Can that fit in all three levels? Because that is a that is that is amazing. I love the fact. Like I've seen another real estate uh, agent in Cali, and they call him the tatted realtor. And he's got face tattoos and all this crazy stuff. And he has like he drives like a car with that has like decals all over it. And he has like all this crazy like branding, right? Branding like crazy. And so I I think that's a really cool idea that more people should really aim to do is have that kind of brand because it, it builds brand awareness. What level would you put that in? David, David, when when did you get that brand? Because you said in the beginning it wasn't there. What level do you think you acquired or came into in, 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 in came in you know when you encountered that? Mm-hmm. I I think it was um, my second year of real estate. I was like, I, I just thought of it. I was like, this is kind of a cool, cool kind of catchy thing, and that's when I switched my um, personal. Instagram account to business. I just call it the 603 realtor. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be something, you know, New Hampshire related, something catchy, something simple. And I did it, you know, fairly quick. Um, So nothing more deep than that. And over time has kind of just grown and developed when it comes to branding. um, I I look at it this way. There's 12,000 licensed real estate professionals in the state of New Hampshire. I think about 8,000 are realtors. Um, let, let's just all assume that they do their job because we should assume that now we know not everyone does. Mm-hmm. If everyone's doing their job and there's that much saturation in the market, what makes one agent different from another if we're all providing the same value of service? Now, we all don't, right. but let's right. pretend. Yeah, It's the brand. Mm-hmm. It's that feeling that the client gets when they work with me, both before, right. during, and after the transaction. My brand is a Yankee approach to New Hampshire real estate. I'm a simple New Hampshire boy with Yankee values. I'm going to tell you like it is. I'm going to hard work and, and I'm going to have good integrity. People like that much better than this person with the skin mask or multiple skin masks that walk in and try to be this person they're not. This like very, you know, high powered, you know, macho realtor, whatever it is, or right, maybe right. not macho is the word, but let's say artificial, disingenuous. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Right. Yeah. People will go with that person, but that person, if they put their ego aside, they're already who they want to be, no matter if they're at a high level or low level, medium level. And they're going to get so much more business because they're going to let other people in. And this is something I see a lot. There's so many people that have this armor 
they're incredibly guarded, especially when they're new, right? Because they don't want to be judged. But guess right. what? People are judging all the time. We can't. Yeah, they judge, they judge anyway. Let them it, judge. So, so, so be who you are. And you're going to get such a great following from that. And so that's branding. And that's at all levels. What I would say on the, the beginning level for me, because I try to put myself in the shoes of where I was a few years ago, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would I have loved to be told? Like quite literally, David, like this is what needs to happen. I wish I was told if you don't expand your database, your relationships, you're not going to get to where you want to go. Because we can be the best professional in the world, right? But if no one knows what we do or who we are, then it doesn't matter. The guy who's just, you know, doing Medicore service, but marketing like crazy is going to get the business because people know who he is. So in the beginning, you have to build relationships. I don't care how you do that. You got to get a little creative. We're all entrepreneurs. Social media worked for me. BNI, Chamber, all these different organizations worked for me. Other things are going to work for other people, right? On that intermediate level, that's when they've got to say to themselves, I'm in it for the long run. How am I going to start scaling my business, right? How am I going to start to grow? Um, What processes and what procedures are going to be in place? Because once you get to a certain level, you're going to need those in place already or it's going to become increasingly difficult. So relationships, then process and procedures. And then three, three is you need a bigger vision. You need to really know what your why is. I was at an event last year, was a younger guy, 28, 29 years old making a lot of money, you know, probably $253,000 a year, which in New Hampshire is quite a bit, um, especially at 28. And I was talking to him and he just wasn't happy. He, 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 he thought the year before when he made 200 and then got 250, like that was going to be, that was going to be it. He thought the yeah. new car was going to be it. The nice condo is going to be it, but it's not because all of these things are materialistic mm-hmm. and they, the newness all wears off. So you're, if you're an agent that's, that's highly performing, it's, going to be very important that you know what your why is and why you're living this life because you can close a lot of deals make a lot of money um and that's great i'm a workaholic i I work all the time i enjoy it but there's other things in life too um you you just want to know what you're doing it for because if you don't you're going to get lost in this you know crazy crazy uh lifestyle that we live as agents right so it's the relationships processes and procedures and then finding something greater than money, something more valuable, whether it's being the best mother, father, being best community leader, whatever mm-hmm. that looks like. Awesome. Wow. I love that. That was fantastic. That was fantastic. I think that was exactly what I was looking for, man. I think you guys hit the nail on the head with all three of those steps. Um, there's a, there's a piece in there for every, for anybody at any level, which is what I wanted to extract out of this conversation, which is perfect. The last Great thing job. I want to say real quick is yeah. David's point is fulfillment. You need to find something that is mm-hmm. fulfilling. Money, mm-hmm. just having a bunch of money is not going to be fulfilling. You know, fulfillment, in my opinion, fulfillment, your purpose. You know, yeah. David talking about, you know, you got to know your why. You got to really break down what, it, why are you doing what you're doing? Right. And if you don't know why and you're unhappy, it's because you're probably not doing something that really matters to you. You know, mm-hmm. it's not fulfilling. You know, people talk about happiness. Fulfillment is, is really, you have to feel fulfilled. At the end of the day, you have to feel good, you know? I love it. Well, I want to say, I appreciate having you here, David. Honestly, I do, man. Uh, well, really good stuff. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. I, I'm, gonna, I'm excited to see kind of how you progress over the next couple of years. I'm going to shoot you a follow right now too. So I'm excited to see more of your content. 
Uh, Paul, as always, you know, it's great having your wisdom here. And, and, and you know what? I'm excited for these coming episodes. Guys, as always, you can stay tuned for next HPA on Friday at, what is it? What do we do at 11 a.m. Eastern? Yeah, 11 a.m. Eastern. We'll be here every Friday bringing you great guests, great information, and great knowledge. Thank you guys so much for listening in. If you're on the podcast, if you're watching this live or you're watching the live replay on Facebook or Instagram, thank you as well. Make sure you leave a like and a comment to let us know you enjoy what we're doing so we keep bringing you some good-ass content. All right, you guys, have an amazing day. We'll see you all soon. And to you two gents, take care. Thank you. Yeah.